Welcome, everyone, to episode 501 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Corey. Today, we're going to be talking about Halo Infinite. So, Halo, Halo Infinite multiplayer uh, kind of surprise released earlier this week. Um, everyone was expecting it to come out on the actual release date, which was, I think it was December 8th or 9th or something like that. And on the 20th anniversary of the original Halo, they're just like, hey, multiplayer's out. It's, I guess, technically considered a beta still, um, but it is out in, 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 its all, in all its glory, uh, free to play too, for those that might be interested in playing. Uh, it's on a bunch of different platforms. It's on PC, it's on Xbox, it's on Steam. So yeah, you can, you can play it that way. So that's going to be our main topic. We, I spent a decent amount playing the multiplayer. I played a little bit with Corey and Will last night. Uh, Will may jump in here at some point. So, Corey, do you have anything you want to talk about for later on in the episode? Moonglow Bay mm-hmm. as a, I think it's an indie game. I'm, I was trying to look up the developer, but um, just a simple sim, a fishing sim game that I'll I'll talk about came to uh, PC and, and Game Pass on on Xbox, and that's how I've been playing it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I think the only other thing I have to talk about other than Halo is some of the Animal Crossing New Horizons uh, expansion, the Happy Home Academy. I've done a little bit of that. I don't know that I've talked about it on this. I don't think I have. Uh, I talked a little bit about it on the our 500th episode because Animal Crossing was obviously uh, number 10 on my list. So I talked a little bit about it then, but I'm going to get a little more in, in depth about about the, the update and what I like like about it. So, uh, But first, Halo Infinite. So Corey, take it away. What do you think of Halo Infinite multiplayer? I think Halo Infinite multiplayer is, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm probably more negative on it than most people. I think it's really it's really well done. I think um, the gameplay mechanics, for the most part, are, are very solid. It feels very good to play. It's very responsive. Um, the the gunplay is rewarding. Um, we were talking last night about the sound effects. You know, great work there with the sound effects and stuff like that. But I don't know if it's just a symptom of the game being a beta. But I just feel like a lot is missing, and I don't know. I don't even know exactly what it is that's missing. And I, I think I might just be basing my experience all on past Halos, and maybe they felt bigger um, then just by virtue of where we were in gaming as opposed to where we are now. Cause I kind of, I haven't really played, um, Halo as hardcore as I have in the past with like Halo three. Um, so maybe my opinion of the series is, is tainted from that a little bit. And what w- we've had Halo four since, right. This is ha- Halo infinite is, is Halo five or was there a Halo five in there too? There was Halo five. That was one. Okay. I think most of us complete, I think will was the only one that played Halo five. Yeah. So I don't know. It just feels a little thin. Um, the there doesn't it doesn't seem like there are as many weapons as there have been in past Halos. And I'm just basing this on a feeling. I haven't done any research on this. Um, and similarly, like the items, the uh, like the drop wall and the grapple shot and that kind of stuff. Uh, I just remember there being more of those types of things. But maybe maybe I'm just mistaken, and I just have this expectation of something bigger. Uh, but that said, I think overall, uh, I do really like the game. And I, again, I think it plays really well, but it's just not for me. I'm, I'm never going to be competitive, competitive enough to continually have fun with this game. Uh, and for me, Halo, unlike a Rocket League, 
uh what are some other multiplayer games i enjoy um like strategy games that you play online it's more frustrating when you're not good you can you can be terrible in rocket league and still have fun um so if i'm going to get my competitive gaming kicks in somewhere i'm going to turn back to a rocket league or something like that where where i can still have fun even though i'm not super competitive and um super uh Glitch, uh, twitchy, you know. I'm slow. Yeah. I'm old and slow. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. So for that reason, Halo probably doesn't have a lot of staying power. But I am excited for the campaign. Sure. Yeah. Um. I actually, I thoroughly have have, have thoroughly enjoyed my time with Halo. Um. And again, I think a lot of it comes down to what you talked about, and, and it being a really good experience to to play. Right. It's my most recent experience with Halo outside of Halo Infinite was uh, I played Halo Reach uh maybe two or three months ago and it definitely felt very dated um as a as opposed to what i was what i was playing currently which you know is obviously Fortnite, um and then even other like single player shooters it, just, it felt floaty and and not responsive um but this one is the complete opposite of that it's very responsive like you said very very tight very very nice to play um it feels like a like a modern modern version of halo you know um <clears throat> but I, I i don't know for whatever reason now i'm more into the competitive shooters than i had been in the past and i haven't really been able to figure out why that is um you know the maybe last you just never scratched that itch you never yeah, fully explored that in maybe, your younger years maybe because i never i never played any of the call of duties online uh i played halo 3 like you that was probably the one that i played the most i played a little bit of halo reach uh online but none you know none of the other ones really uh i i played online halo halo 2 is probably i played very little like gears online um so yeah it might just i i think it's ha having to do with my my kids a little bit too um you know they obviously play fortnite a little bit i'm sure they'll get into halo at some point so I think that might have something to do with it, you know, my my desire to like, you know, be a be a part of that with them, you know. Um it's fun. So yeah. Yeah, but uh if I had to had to lodge a complaint against it, I, and I think this is primarily a a PC thing as opposed to a controller thing, but a lot of times I have a hard time telling when I'm getting shot. Um I don't know if it's obviously there's no vibration so you don't know you're getting hit that way um mm -hmm. i keep saying that there needs to be a, a, a way to experience vibration on pc and i feel like headset would be the best best way to go about that because um, you don't you don't have that feedback like sometimes i wouldn't even be able to tell that i was getting shot um <clears throat> i don't know if it's my audio settings but i don't like i don't even really hear when you're getting hit um and it's it's kind of frustrating because like all of a sudden I'll be dead and and Halo is not like that generally where you die immediately you know when you take mm -hmm. a bullet or two usually you have, you can you have a little you can take a few hits before you go down uh, also like I a lot of times have a hard time telling when someone's right behind me yeah I've definitely experienced that and that's the most frustrating too because like you said Dan when you die before you even know you're being attacked. It just, it really sucks and it's not fun at all. And um, 
I definitely experienced the like getting killed from behind and not knowing there was somebody behind me. I haven't been, I haven't had an issue like not knowing I'm getting shot, probably because I'm playing with a controller and it vibrates. But um, also the the on screen the, on the heads up display, there's an indicator of where you're being shot from. Yep. Um, I don't. I don't feel like that gives me as good of information as like as like when Fortnite, like when you're getting okay. hit in Fortnite. And I don't know if it's because it's first person as opposed to third person, but like that's that's my basis of comparison for everything. Um, yeah. So I don't. I, that's probably that could just be a me thing. I'm not used to playing. I guess first person shooters. Right. Um, as opposed to third person, you can kind of tell where where stuff's coming from, but. That's a good point. Um, you can almost see the bullets. Yeah, I think exactly. For, for anybody that hasn't played Halo, what we're kind of discussing here um, is Halo is unique as a shooter in that, that you you survive a little bit longer than most other first-person shooters nowadays. You, you have an overshield, or a shield, I should say, uh, and then your health after that. So you survive a little bit longer than in like a Call of Duty or something like that, which is good for us old men because we can run away and hide. Yeah. <laughs> at least have a chance at it so when when we lose that um at least for me and it sounds like dan too when we lose that ability it kind of takes away from what makes halo so great yeah yeah and uh, you know a lot of it too is is being out of the halo ecosystem for so long you know it plays differently than anything else and people that have been playing it all along are still like really good you know again i haven't Halo 3 was the last one I spent time with. That was how many years ago now? You right. know, was it 12, 13 years ago? Yeah, and 14, it, you're right, though. It, it does have that, like, Mario Brothers jump. You know, how that jump has been, the physics of the jump has been consistent through all of the games. Like, there is that element in Halo a little bit. So, yeah, you're right that anybody that's been playing all along has an advantage and, and has familiarity. and um, Yeah even with the small tweaks they've made to the gameplay along the way. Yep. How do you feel about the the items? I I haven't like I use them if I realize I have them, but so rarely do I even realize I have them and I don't feel like they make enough of a difference in combat. Maybe like the camo and the overshield. Yeah. But the other ones I'm like I just don't I haven't seen a competitive advantage to using the um like the thruster, I'm looking at them right now. The thruster, yeah. the uh, what's the other one? The grapple shot, the, even the drop wall, I think is mostly ineffective. I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I feel the same way. Um, the only reason I use them is if I actively go out to get them, and it's not grapple shot. Like I'll use occasionally, um, but not really. Like you, I usually forget that I have that stuff. Uh, other than the camo and the the overshield, which obviously. Y- for me, you don't just happen across those, you know, you, you right. go to pick those up. There's a intentional strategy there too. Dan and I were talking last night. I forget the, the name of the, the map, Dan, if you know it, feel free to chime in. But I don't know any we of the names of the maps. <laughs> so we were playing um, stronghold. That's one of the game modes where in like King of the Hill mode, but there's three of them and you have to capture the waypoint. I think it might've been called in some of the other older halos. Uh-huh. Um, you have to capture three, three different areas and if you hold a majority of them you, your team scores points for as long as you're holding them and dan and i acknowledged pretty quickly that an effective strategy in one of the maps was to grab the sword grab the active camo and just kind of hang out and wait for people to come in and, and stab them with the sword and you could basically hold that one stronghold for the entirety of the match if you're the least bit uh capable yeah 
So there is there is some competitive advantage, uh, particularly for the active camo, and I know the overshield has frustrated me, but I never seem to be the one that finds it. <laughs> it seems like uh, everybody else has figured out where it is already, and I, I'm still lagging behind there, which is definitely an issue for me in all of these types of games is um, some people just have a really good ability to like run through a map and then remember where everything is. My brain just doesn't work that way. I have to spend like dedicated time acknowledging where certain things are uh -huh. um I, I won't just absorb it just by playing like i actually have to go in and take the time to acknowledge where everything is and map it out in my head um which is something i'm really bad at and of course that is a, a disadvantage for me in games like this sure yeah how do you feel about the maps uh, the maps are great. I think, uh, as I explained to you, Dan, I I think they're really well crafted, um, really great like world building pieces. You know, I want to know more about where I am and you know what part of the single player game takes me to these different areas that I was <laughs> admiring during one of our multiplayer matches last night. I was my admiring the arcade and the one uh, the one map that I, again I don't recall the name of. Um, but the one, just the the one that reminds you of Cyberpunk. Yes, yeah, the, just the attention to detail there um, and the lights and colors. And I'm playing on a really nice monitor with the Series X, so uh, I get to see all that color depth in, in high fidelity and everything. It's, it's really beautiful to look at. That said, one issue I have in video games is when things are overbalanced. It kind of takes the character out of them. Uh, and what I mean specifically in the world design is there are no... Uh, I mean, there are, but there are no, there are versions of it, but it's not there. It, everything is so balanced that you're always exposed. There's no like rooftop you can hang out on where there's only one way to get to you and kill you. There's no, there's none of that kind of stuff, um, which I've noticed all games getting away from. Um, and I'm sure there's a perfectly valid reason for it. You know, they want to balance where people spawn and stuff like that. But to me, when you're when you're being so careful about uh, leaving people exposed and, and creating multiple avenues to attack and stuff like that, I think you take away some of the character of the maps that make them feel unique and special where uh, players are fighting over one certain area just because they know that that's the best spot to like set up and hold and protect yourself and yeah so you you'll never get a situation like eric talked about uh in episode 500 where he was camped out in 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 a in a building that had one way to get in and he had had rigged it with claymore mines yeah and, and worked out the timing and knew yep. like when people would be coming up and yeah that's exactly <laughs> right and and i really like that stuff because that adds another layer like the actual map itself adds a new layer to the game Right. Um, and I don't feel like maybe, you know, after I play it a little bit more, I might uncover those kinds of things. But as of right now, I, I just feel like the maps are too balanced. Um, and that's that's a problem for me in a lot of games. A lot of the like card battlers and stuff coming out now, like when things are too balanced, it takes away some of the character of the game and, and some of the uniqueness. And but speaking of episode 500, we talked about Final Fantasy Tactics, a game that came out in a time before balance was all that important because you know you had to figure everything out on your own the internet wasn't as ubiquitous but yeah within final fantasy tactics in some cases it was so unbalanced but that was part of the charm of the game is yeah. uncovering those combinations that just made you op to the point where you could just cruise through the game um i don't know that's my little rant on overbalanced so things. so what 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 would you say 
uh, sorry, I got a weird notification on my phone. Uh, what would you say Halo could add to keep your interest in the in the multiplayer? Not sure. That's a good question because the more I think about it, the more I'm like, okay, well, they do have all the game modes. You know, there are there are uh, capture the flag, stronghold, oddball, oddball. Um, that's all there. They have the big team battles, uh, which have all the vehicles in them. I, I, think, I think you're it's... right. I do think it is. And again, this is basing my halo knowledge on not having played in a long time but i do feel like it is missing uh maybe a few game modes uh you know multiplayer specifically i know there's there's not any it doesn't seem like there's the solo slayer i don't even remember what that's called um but there's not what was the swat eric eric's favorite was always swat there's not like stuff like that you know so it's definitely missing some things and I don't know if they're going to add those at a, at a later date. Uh, I I told both you and and Will like I would love to see a battle royale, you know, in Halo yeah. Infinite. I think I think it, it it's a great game for that, uh, especially having played the big team battle map. I only played that once uh, last night, but but I really feel like they could do a really good battle royale, you know, in the, in the Halo universe, right? Uh, you know, in Maybe that's where they're going with it, because I've heard, um, I haven't read very much about the single player game, but uh, one of the blurbs about it yesterday that I was reading is that it's basically like one big map that the single player campaign takes you through. So maybe that's where their their head is at and they're planning some sort of battle royale or something like that. Yeah, I would would love that, because that, you know, that's kind of where I'm at right now with, with, um, you know, obviously playing Fortnite is a is a battle royale, so I, I would very much like to see what they what halo can do with with uh, battle royale yeah yeah and i, I want to be careful i don't want to come off as saying like oh this game is just too thin because i'm not able to articulate or point to one specific thing that i think it's really thin on i'm more trying to probe that like why do i feel that way right you know what, what is it about it is it just uh, rose tinted glasses or nostalgia tinted glasses i should say or something like that or, or what but um yeah, but but I think overall, if if you like Halo, I, I there's nothing, there's no reason to not try Halo Infinite because as yeah. we pointed out, it, it does control fantastically, feels really great, um, has all the things that make Halo great, so there's no reason not to try it. Would you recommend it, Dan, for people who have never played Halo? Yeah, just like the Fortnite crowd, sure, Fortnite Call of Duty crowd. Yeah, there's again, there's no there's no downside other than maybe you might think you waste some time because it's 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 free you know you might end up really liking it you just download it and try it it's not not that big i think it's like 28 gigabytes i think on pc uh it's probably similar on xbox just download it and give it a try if you don't like it just delete it you know there is uh, a, also uh, a bot boot camp or something like that i forget what they call it which i tried I to get my footing Oh, okay. I, I didn't even try that. I just I just jumped right into the game. Yeah, and the beta's not that welcoming, I didn't think. It just kind of, you just open up the game and <laughs> then you're in it. It doesn't really guide you towards any specific thing. No. Um, and no, I, I, no hand-holding. Yeah, I, I told you, and I think this is a Microsoft issue in general. The, the I don't think the menus are very easy to navigate. 100% agree. Um. The user experience. It's, it's kind of hard to find what you're looking for. We had trouble, again, setting up a party last night and 
figuring out how to get everyone in and get the game started. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's bad you, you user interface. I 100% agree, Dan. And as someone who does that for a living, uh, it's frustrating. You know, it's, it's even once I figure it out, it's like, well, this is stupid. You know, why didn't they do it this way? Or, you know, and they don't use color very effectively in their menus. I think that's a big part of the reason uh, why we struggle because I don't know if they're just too cool and they need to keep everything the color of metal. Um, <laughs> it just seems to be their design directive. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like an effective use of color would, would go a long way towards helping you navigate all that stuff. It took me forever to figure out how to customize my Spartan. Uh, you have to yeah. go through several layers of menus before you get where you need to be. Yep. That, that, and then, you know, again, comparing it to Fortnite, like Fortnite's super easy with all that yeah. stuff. It's all very easily laid out. It's very clear what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm the same way. I, it took me a few minutes. You know, this might be the boomer in us talking, but <laughs> it just didn't, it didn't make any sense. Like where, why the stuff was, was where it was. And yeah, it took, uh, it took me a while to figure out you can customize you can customize all your guns and, and, and charms and skins and, and all that stuff. Uh, Fortnite or not Fortnite. I'm sorry. Halo infinite has a battle pass too, uh, which is worth mentioning. It's, it's $10 for the, for the battle pass and it works similarly. Is it nine? I think I paid nine. Yeah. Okay. Eight ninety nine. Uh, yeah, it's, it's similar to, you know, other battle passes you unlock armor and, and effects and skins and, and all that stuff. So, uh, that's there too. If you, if you so choose. Yeah. Do you have any idea what the story is about or when it's set or anything no. like that? No, I just know it's got Master Chief. He was in Halo 5. Was he in Halo 4? I don't remember. I know I played the campaign for both, but I honestly don't remember a thing about them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously he wasn't in, in Halo Reach. That was the last campaign I played. I don't think I played the Halo 4 campaign or not all of it anyway. Uh, I'll have to, you know, get caught up on the on the Halo story. <clears throat> is that yeah. are all of are four and five in the Master Chief collection, or just four? I think just four. I don't think five is in there. Okay. Well, that's a good thing about Game Pass is you can just go back and. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> although, although if I have to play it on Xbox, <laughs> I I actually think I tried to play it on Xbox. And it did not go well. I cannot aim for anything with a controller. Do we know how it's reviewing? I'm curious. Well, I guess there wouldn't be full reviews out. Would there? Yeah, I'm not sure. I I know people are generally positive on it. Uh, so you know, I've I've talked about it before, but I watch Tim the Tapman just about every day, uh, and it's been nice that he's been because he's usually plays Call of Duty. Uh, he's been playing Vanguard. Um, and he plays Warzone, but it, he it's nice when he plays like a game that I'm interested in and like because I, I like I don't have a problem with the Call of Duties. I'm just not that interested in them. And uh, so like when he was playing Fortnite, it was great. Um, but he's playing uh, he's been playing Infinite and really really liking it. So uh, and and the people he's played with generally seem positive on it. So yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. Oh, you know what's missing? Dual wielding. That's one thing I uh, just realized. And I don't know when that fell out of the Halo series, but that's not something you can do in this one. What's that? I'm Dual wielding? Oh, yeah. I think that was only Halo 2. <clears throat> or did Halo that's 3 something. have that too? 
pretty sure it was in Halo 3. I feel like I did a lot of dual wielding of yeah. needlers. Oh, dual needlers was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that I think you're right. I think it was Halo 3. But I, I don't think it was in after that because it was Halo 3, then Halo Reach, then 4, then 5, right? Yes. Okay. Right. So, yeah, it, I think it was in 2 and 3, and then they dropped it. I like the dual wielding. It was it was different. Yeah. I was trying to see what else people are complaining about, but it's not it's not a lot of info out there yet. But yeah. <clears throat> I one thing I think is very twenty twenty one is how when matches start they do the little like promo video where they yeah. show all the characters. I'm like, okay, this is just so you feel like you're you're getting your money's worth when you buy your your junk for your character sure yeah oh one thing off. i one thing i do like and I, again i don't know if it was in the other other games but it, it used to be like if you were on the red team all your characters were red and if you were on the blue team all the characters were blue now they allow you to keep your color and your your skin uh and you just have like a tint around the outside of your character so you can tell what team you're on so i actually like that yeah I do too. Um, it has gotten me confused before, especially if someone's like right next to you. Yeah, you don't. It kind of right your brain doesn't re like register which team they're on right away. Yep. But I like it too. It's happened to me. Uh, okay. Any other thoughts on Halo Infinite? No, I'm sure we'll we'll talk more about it. I'm I'll I'll definitely play it um quite a bit more just because I paid for the the game the battle pass. Um, right. Get my money's worth there. I at least play until that's up in I think May, but uh. Yeah, I don't know how how long the legs are on it. I just feel old and slow. So sure. Yeah, um, I will also continue to play at least at least for the time being, and uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed my time with it so far. Uh, but like you, I don't know. I, I might I might get sick of it in a week or two and, and move on to something else. But for now, I dig it. Uh, so yeah, uh, any little bits, Corey? Uh, let's see. I did, uh, I did my usual of searching by the most popular, um, for the past week on gamer news. And the first one to pop up was players found cheating in call of duty games may na may now find themselves banned from the entire franchise, including all previous games and titles yet to be released. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it, I know it won't stop people cause all you need to do is make a new account. Um, but it might stop some people because that's frustrating to some people. It's just an annoying step they have to take. So hopefully it does deter cheating. I never understood cheating in these types of games. Like if you want to cheat, what's the point of even playing? It yeah. takes away all the fun from it for me. I know yeah. some people are just weird and sociopaths and don't care and still have fun even though they're, they're cheating. But um, I don't know. It's like the, <laughs> the old back in the day teachers used to say, if you're the only person you're cheating is yourself. You know, yeah. you're, not, you're not getting any better. And yeah. you're figuring out a shortcut to joy that isn't practical. The o the only thing I could possibly see that would that would be a reason that I could see is is to be a troll. Yeah. That, but they, a lot of them don't look at it that way. They just like this is this is the only way I can compete. So. Yep. You know. I, yep. I, I don't understand that mentality either. I'm like you. Like, what's what's the fun in that? You're not actually competing. You're just supplementing your lack of abilities with, you know, computer programs. I, yep. I don't get it. 
Yep, I agree. Um, so that's the biggest story. I don't really see anything else that's interesting. UK Call of Duty launch sales are down 40% year on year. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm going to call up my news thing here. Halo Infinite Campaign Co-op won't be added until May 2022. Co-op? Earliest. Yeah, Campaign wow. Co-op. The game's nutty. Forge mode has been delayed as well. Wasn't this, this whole game has been delayed like a year pretty much, right? Was it yeah. supposed to be a launch game? Yep. Yes, it was. Um, Corey, uh, Will, I believe, is playing the new Pokemon game. So if anyone's interested in those, when, when we have him on, we'll, we'll have him talk about those. Because those just came out, I think, yesterday or maybe, yeah, yesterday. Um, yeah. CD I don't know. Project, CD Projekt denies Cyberpunk Xbox Game Pass plans after footage appeared in marketing. Huh. <laughs> that would piss me off. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. After I bought it, waiting for the next-gen patch. That's right. I forgot you did that. And now they're going to put it on Game Pass? Are you kidding me? That's frustrating. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not seeing anything. I know there was stuff that happened last week that, that I wanted to talk about, but I'm not going to remember what it is. So we'll just move on. Uh, how was your week, Corey? Week was good. Um, started watching Yellowstone, which is a pretty popular show in, in this day and age. I'm a Kevin Costner fan. Um, I also really like the show. For anybody that doesn't know, it's it's it must be set in Montana or something like that or Wyoming being that it's called Yellowstone. But, um, Kevin Costner is the patriarch at a huge ranch. They say, uh, anecdotally, I don't know if it's true. They say it's the size of Rhode Island somewhere in Montana. Uh, but really interesting show. If you're into that kind of, uh, lifestyle and in this day and age, that's pretty much all my brain can handle. <laughs> He's like, it's a very simple story, but it's also really, um, really interesting. Uh, I feel like I've just been overloading my brain with like science fiction and heavy dramas and all this really weighty stuff. So it's, it's refreshing to go and just watch something that's basically about cowboys, you know, <laughs> modern day cowboys. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. I know the first season didn't get as much love as, as some of the more recent seasons. So I'm excited to figure out what that's all about, but Kevin Costner to me is he's kind of like Morgan Freeman. It's just one of those actors that you could just you could watch just talk to you. Yeah. Infinitely, you know, yep. just very watchable, charismatic people and something about their their voices just lulls you into a trance. Um, so I've been doing that. It's a pretty slow week. Otherwise, I can't really think of anything exciting that happened oh i should check to see if i won the lottery I, i've been playing <laughs> the lottery on uh, jack pocket the the app i don't know if oh, i've talked about this on the yeah. show before but um every now and again i got four numbers in one of the i think it was a pick 10 or something like that or no it wasn't the pick 10 it was did you get anything for that cash for life or something no i was one number shy and i'm like four numbers that's a, that's a ton i've never gotten more than two yeah, that's usually how I am too. No, I did not get any numbers last night in the in the Mega Millions. But that's my life, Dan. Uh -huh. Thrilling. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what about you? Uh, 
well, first, sad news. Um, so two weeks ago today, we had to put my dog Gimli to sleep. Um, he was kind of like on the decline uh, pretty rapidly over the past couple weeks. We were kind of getting ready to, uh, you know, take him to the vet and see what was going on. Uh, and he had a seizure. So none of the local hospitals, animal vets or animal hospitals were open. So I drove him to Cornell University, who, uh, for people that don't know, it's a big agricultural uh, college. And they have a big like veterinary medicine wing, but they have an animal hospital. So I, you know, took him there. And yeah, it was, it was time to time to put him to sleep, so been real difficult to deal with over the past past two weeks but uh you know day by day yeah i can't even imagine dan and i certainly feel for you and and pour one out for for gimli you know he's the first family dog really which is yeah crazy to think about yes he was the start of a legend so he'll be missed yeah um yeah i don't, I don't want to get like you know too into the story but everyone everyone at the cornell hospital was incredible everyone the the desk people the the tax the the vet so uh, if you're in this area and need to take your your pet to the hospital don't hesitate to take them there uh they were amazing so isn't that <laughs> this is again this is like showing the boomer in us but i've no, been noticing that more and more just how much i appreciate like great customer service it's not something i ever really cared about before but yeah. when i see it now i'm just like it makes me so happy and i don't know if part of the reason is i feel like you know that's something that has really suffered during the the economic situation that we're in right now is yeah. just general good customer yeah. service so when you see it you, you love it I, I i definitely think so um and even if if people are just like polite you yep. know you, you notice it yep, <laughs> more, than, exactly. more than anything else yeah, so. yeah, oh yeah, I'm not referring to the like you better give me my way or I'm going to yeah, yeah, have yeah. a meltdown. No, here. no, no. <laughs> I'm just referring to like the 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 fun banter and the smiles yeah. and the just the general politeness. I went to a burger place yesterday and received exactly that and it it made me so happy, you yeah. know, because I just it's been a while since I had seen it. Yeah, absolutely. Um Oh, and then I wanted to complain about something. I told you guys about this, but uh to reiterate on my frustration with Microsoft's bad menus. So, uh, my my son got Jurassic World Evolution two on the Xbox. So I pre-ordered it for him on the Xbox One, maybe like a week before it came out. And you know, he went to school that day. He's like, you know, can you download it for me so it's ready when I get home so I can play it? So I was like, yeah, no problem. So I go to go to download it, and I went into the My Games tab, which I assumed would have had it. It was you know released at that point wasn't there so i went into the store it wasn't there was no way to tell like games that i had purchased that i could download so i was like great so i searched for it i typed in jurassic world evolution 2 and it was like on the fourth line down the top line was like halo and forza horizon uh not halo even it was uh fortnite and forza horizon and then down below that was a bunch of other random games and then like the third line was like jurassic park games but it was the lego jurassic park it was jurassic park evolution one i had to go into the tab on like the fourth line first world problems i realize um but yeah i had to go onto the tab you know the actual store page to download it 
why? What what on earth is the reason for that? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I I can't even think of a it's good terrible. Reason. I don't know what the PS five uh screen is like. I remember the PS4 one being good. I like the Switches Switches home screen. It's it's simple. The store is simple. I know that there's problems with, with like game curation. Uh, but I think they've gotten better with that. But th- there's there's no reason that I had to jump through all those hoops just to download a game. And it, it took me like twenty minutes. <laughs> but I just wanted to just wanted to complain about that because it was very very frustrating. I don't blame you. Yeah, that's... things should be easy. It's just the world we live in. If yep. it's not instant, then you have to <laughs> rethink your design. <laughs> that's another thing. Another quick complaint. My internet has been. 100% hot garbage. I'm actually surprised that we haven't dropped connection because I took a screenshot of my speed test the other day and I was getting like, was it 2.5 or 0.25 Mbps? And my ping was 180. There's no reason for that. No, that's we pay crazy. We pay like $80 a month for, for internet from Spectrum yeah. and it's it's terrible. Um, it, it goes out randomly. And not just that, but it's like it's not responsive. Like you'll on my phone or whatever, I'll type in a website that I want to go to or whatever. It, again, first world problems. I'm well aware, um, but it's just annoying. It takes like 15 seconds for the website to load. Where if I go out on my like cellular data, which I I believe is T-Mobile here, because um, we have uh, we have Google Fi, so it cycles between T-Mobile, Sprint, and U.S. Cellular, whichever gives you the best service where you are that's the one it'll use so usually it's t-mobile um, yeah but it's it's like immediate i don't know junk dan it's, it, it, why is it so hard to get good internet that's because they don't have anyone to compete with them for now right so not yet Hopefully no I, some of those local fiber local businesses. i i think uh because I was talking to one of our one of our listeners actually about this recently too. Um, we're looking in, into five G possibly, uh, or or Starlink. I think is a, is a good option for a lot of people when that becomes more more ubiquitous. That'll be a good thing. What, the one thing that bums me out about Starlink is you actually need a satellite dish to use it. Yeah, you do. Which it doesn't doesn't seem like that's necessary in this day and age. But may, I guess I'm wrong about that. I, I don't know. Yeah, you do need a satellite. Um, weather can affect it too, which probably isn't a good thing here because the weather is not typically very good. But can you, like, let's say hypothetically, you're living the van life? Can you hook that satellite dish to your van and just have the internet with you wherever you go? So no, I looked into it, and they calculate it. They calculate like your internet and the service you'll get based on on your actual physical location. Because they, they the way the satellites orbit, because there's a bunch of them, mm-hmm. that they, they they have it set up somehow that they know, like, okay, at this time you're going to be on this satellite and it's going to beam internet. And then once that goes by, then it's another satellite. So you actually, for now, you have to stay in one place. But eventually they're going to they're gonna make it so you can have mobile. Once, I think it, once they get more satellites up into the, up into the sky, then that, that can be a thing. Um, but yeah, coverage is based on your location and the satellites that they can get get to you. 
I see. Which I thought was yeah, interesting. Yeah, it is. And and yeah, the the future of it sounds a lot more appealing to me than the current state of it. Yeah. Um, but you got to start somewhere, I guess. But I also know that like, I, I think, I don't know if Androids can do this, but I know that Apple phones now can call, can make emergency phone calls, even if you don't have service, because they can just use a satellite to do that. Interesting. Uh, which I thought was really cool. That's and good. that's why to me, I'm like, why can't we just have internet all the time yeah. on our phones? You know, it just, it seems like it should work, but I guess there's, there's more to it. I'm not a physicist or whatever the profession would be. Sure. Uh, I think that's all I had to talk about for, for my week. I haven't, I haven't been doing much. The weather's kind of getting bad here. So, uh, you know, fighting off seasonal affective disorder as much as I can. Yep. So. <laughs> I feel that. All right, uh, what we played, uh, so I'll go first. I played Animal Crossing New Horizons. It uh, They added a bunch of stuff recently. Uh, I think I talked about, I did I talk about Har- Harv's Collective? Uh, so there's so. Okay, so one of the things that they added was uh, Harv's Collect. They added, okay, back up here. So they added <laughs> <laughs> Brewster's coffee roost uh so it's a coffee shop that goes inside of the museum um so that's one thing they had you had to you had to find brewster in one of the islands somewhere and 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 you know recruit him to come to your island uh so harv's island used to just be an island where you would take photographs but they made they turned it into like a, a merchant collective so the merchants that rotate through your island like uh sahara or I think his name is Kix, the little skunk that sells shoes and, and bags. Uh, Red, who's the art dealer. They all have a trailer on Harv's Island now, so you can go and buy stuff from there all the time. Uh, they have a smaller selection than when they actually come to your island, but it's nice, especially because I'm really behind on the art, uh, to be able to go to Red's every day and check his art and to see you know, if, if, if there's anything that's real that I can buy to put in my museum. Um so that's one of the things that was added. But the big big thing is the Happy Home Academy uh, expansion that comes with the new Nintendo Online thing. The exp- Nintendo Online Plus. or well, I don't even know what they call it. doesn't matter. But the, the, the pack that gets you the Nintendo 64 and the Sega games uh, also came with the Animal Crossing expansion for free. What it adds is a, a vacation resort. And you have to design your client's uh, vacation home. Hmm. So you get to select from, you know, based on their preferences or what you think their preferences may be. Uh, so, like, when you when you pick someone, they kind of give you uh, an outline of what they want. And then they have a couple pieces of furniture that they want to have in that, in their, you know, their vacation home. Uh, so you kind of design based around that little bit of information so you pick a location there's a bunch of different i think there's 30 or 35 locations that you can pick from um you know some are beach some are forest some are winter some are summer desert you know all the all the different biomes and stuff um and then yeah you design a vacation home uh, as best you can um but there's also i thought it was just that but there's also facilities on the actual like main island where the the headquarters is set up uh, so I, I had to design a school, which was kind of neat. Um, 
a school for the for the residents of of the happy happy home academy um i don't know what the other facilities are there's like four or five other ones that I, you get to design too so i'll be interested to see what those are um but i mean if, if you don't like the like designing aspect uh it's not going to be anything for you but uh, that's something i enjoyed was was designing and and decorating and all that stuff so uh it's a it's a good expansion i think especially you know it was it was free for for me yeah but yeah i wish i had i wish i had some commentary or questions dan but that's right <laughs> I, I don't um as you know my feelings on on animal crossing uh yeah know. it's good i mean if you enjoyed animal crossing you'll you'll definitely like it. you can buy it separate it's i think it's 25 or 20 um so you can buy it on its own or get it as part of the Nintendo package, expansion package or whatever. And I think that's all I've been playing. I don't think I've played anything else. So uh, what about you, Corey? What have you been playing? Uh, yeah, so as I teased at the top, a little bit of a Moon Glow Bay. Or I shouldn't say a little bit. I probably have maybe almost 20 hours in it at this point. But um, saw on Steam, the game came up in my feed. This is my typical path of discovering games. Uh, showed up in my discovery feed and a game that definitely appealed to me right away with the art style and, and the premise, which is a you're a fisherman. Um, you're actually, I think you're an accountant to start, like when you begin the game and you move to this small Canadian town called Moonglow Bay, which is in fact on a bay. Uh, and you're, I like how the tutorial works because in the tutorial, you're, I think she's your wife. Or if you you can choose the gender, the genders of both characters. Um, I think she's your wife or husband, um, or you're just really no, you're married. It doesn't really matter. Anyway, this person you're really close to shows you how to fish, and that's the tutorial. And then the tutorial ends, and the game starts. And this person, this loved one, um, is missing, and they declare this loved one, uh, what's the word, dead through absentia, just. You know, they couldn't find this person, so they declare them dead. Uh -huh. So your character is really bummed out, uh, living mostly in, in depression uh, in this small town called Moonglow Bay that is also a depressed economic town. Uh, and they're thinking about closing up shop until your daughter arrives to kind of snap you out of it and get you back in the, the swing of things. Um, the daughter portion also has a gameplay reason because if you play co-op, the person playing co-op plays as the daughter gotcha um so what she does is she encourages you to get out and, and start catching some fish again you know get out on the bay and start cleaning stuff up and once you do that you start to realize oh you can make a little bit of money doing this and then the whole town sort of acknowledges hey you know you're this character is really good at fishing and can cook all these wonderful recipes and uh let's let's band together as a town and turn this place around um, so that's the main thrust. That's the main thread line throughout the game is building up Moonglow Bay. Um, the gameplay loop is uh, similar to like a Stardew Valley, where it's there's a there's a day night cycle um, and a clock that goes. I forget how long. Uh, I feel like it's like one second is five minutes or something like that. Um, but you you sleep till I sleep every day till six a.m. and then I get up. Uh, hop on my boat, which you can upgrade. There's several upgrades to your boat throughout the game. Um, I've updated my boat to include a bed for me to sleep in and a kitchen for me to cook, so I can do that on the water rather than having to return to my shack to do it at night. 
um, go out on the water, catch some fish. Uh, there are a lot of fish in this game. You can tell I'm pretty, these people have to be no offense, but they have to be Canadian developers because the game is so Canadian. And if they're not Canadian developers, then somebody really did their research. Um, do they call each other hoser? <laughs> I haven't not seen any hoser commentary. Um, but yeah, just like even what they wear and the things they talk about. And it's just, it's so Canadian, but that's one of the charms of it, you know, is a small town Canadian life, like way up North somewhere. Um, but the codex of fish is massive and they have real world fish and also just in game world fish, which I really appreciate when they take a, like a real world concept and apply a little bit of mythology to it or, or, uh, supernatural elements to it makes it a little more fun. Um, but yeah, you catch your fish and then there's a, in town, there's a, like a work board. So if you just need to make some money, people will put in requests for certain dishes and you go out and catch the fish. Uh, and then when you actually cook it, there's some mini games that you play in the kitchen. And depending on the outcome of the mini games, how well you do that, it, uh, determines the quality of the dish that you make. Obviously dishes that are higher quality sell for more money. So that's the sim aspect. Um, but also while you're doing those just like daily type of things, you're also helping with side quests to build up the town. Um, I just built up the lighthouse. Um, that was my most recent mission. And that was really fun. I'm a little bit bummed though, unless I haven't seen it yet. Once I built it, there's, I wish there was something you could do with it. But as far as I can tell, you just build it and then it's there. And it's like, oh, I finished the lighthouse. What next? I kind of wish it added, like when you built that lighthouse, it added some new kind of gameplay element. Sure. Um, like a Stardew Valley does. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the main gameplay loop. Um, it sounds awesome, and it looks really good, too. Like, I, the, something about it, the art style, it's just very, it grabs yeah, you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a, it's a Voxels, right? It's, yeah. It's kind of that Minecraft gameplay if, style. If you play The Tourist, it's similar graphically to that. Yeah, and that enables a lot of, like, unique um interaction with the game world i did a quest the other day where i had to go way out um out on the sea somewhere and catch this legendary fish and this legendary fish had several harpoons stuck in it um so what the game wanted me to do was when i cast my rod i had to cast it on the fish to try and grab those harpoons that were stuck in the fish so i was still doing the the fishing mini game um where you're like you're timing your thrusts and timing, you know, your, your release to tire out the fish, uh, that whole thing. And I was pulling out the harpoons from this legendary fish, just using the fishing mechanics. So the fact that it is based on, I don't know if it's the Minecraft engine, whatever you want to call it, that voxel style, uh, does enable some, some pretty cool gameplay things that wouldn't be enabled in other engines. Um, but you're definitely right about the art style. It's just, it has that meditative quality. It's, uh, very ambient, relaxing, just out on the bay fishing kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm really enjoying it. I I don't know if I'll beat it, um, but as long as it has my attention, I'm just going to keep keep at it. Um, I do like the fact that it's co-op. Uh, one of these days, I'll probably try to get my wife to play with me. Um, I think she would enjoy it too. She likes these kind of simple. Her biggest complaint about video games is that she goes cross-eyed when she plays. So the more simple. The more simple uh, the things that are happening on the screen, the more she seems to enjoy. Sure. It. So I'll try to get her in on it at some point. But yeah, it's uh, 
it's it's buggy. I have run into some bugs, and that seems to be the biggest complaint. But um, other than that, people really seem to love it. So if you're the least bit interested, it's free on Game Pass. I think it's it's indie priced on in Steam. So definitely, um, I'm definitely there to play as well. that one. Yeah, I recommend it. <clears throat> okay. Anything else? No, I downloaded that Final Fantasy VII Soldier or whatever game. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Is that at the all. Battle Royale really... one. I don't know. It's on phones. Yeah, I, I downloaded I'm, it too. I, I haven't played it yet. Yeah, I, I meant to before we recorded. I just didn't get a chance to. I played about ten minutes of Final Fantasy VI last night as I was falling asleep. Um, just from our conversation, it got me. Our conversation, episode five hundred, it got me jazzed to uh, play that again. So yeah. Nice. I'm back, back on that. But I should have waited for the Pixel Remaster because that's, I think that's due out any day now. Okay. But, yeah. Cool. That's pretty much it. All right. Um, I, that's all I have to talk about too. So next week's episode is probably going to be on Age of Empires four, right? Did you... Yeah. Hopefully, I can get to play it. But if not, Will should be here, right? Yeah. Well, I know Will. Will played a decent amount of that. I played a little bit. I'll try to play play more this week. Um, so that's going to be next week's episode. Are we recording Saturday morning? Or are you indisposed? Uh, I think <clears throat> I'm good. 27th? Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll probably be in Newark Valley. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to go down that Friday. But I'll have my ability to record, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, we can we can figure it out. But yeah, either way, next week's episode is going to be about Age of Empires four. So, uh, any other thoughts? No. All right, uh, that'll do it for episode five hundred and one of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host Dan. I'm Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement.